go back to the beginning when wisdom was with God in creation. When God was creating, wisdom was right by his side. When he created the entire universe, when he created man, wisdom was involved. Because this man was going to display, or this man is, would display the manifold wisdom of God. Um, Cynthia, please continue. I think you're in verse 12 now. Ephesians 3, verse 12. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come fearlessly into God's presence, assured of his glad welcome. Amen. We can now come boldly, fearlessly into his presence. Where? His throne. Exactly. Remember, this guy had one encounter as a sinner, as a killer of Christians. One encounter changed everything for him. So now he's telling us that, hey, guys, you have spiritual sight. I want you to look and see that you can now come boldly, fearlessly. Before the presence of God in the spirit, in the heavenly realm. Today, not after you die. Death is not your access to heaven. Death is not your access to the throne. Jesus Christ is your access to the throne. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No one comes to the Father but through Jesus. Make Jesus the access way. This is what Paul is telling us. Through Jesus, I could ascend into the throne of God. And I began to see in the spirit. And I saw in the spirit this man show up and lay hands on me. And I received back my sight. But at this time, I have learned to function as a spirit being using my spiritual sight. We're to be living from eternity already. Exactly. We are. We're a part of eternity already. Yes. Mm -hmm. Next uh, verse, please. When I think of wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will give you mighty inner strength through his Holy Spirit. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in him. And may your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. <laughs> you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is so great you will never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from him. Wow. This is a prayer from somebody who has been. So if we feel unworthy, I don't think any of us have done anything close to what Saul did. And because of his transformation, he knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what takes place when you begin to walk in heavenly places and display God's wisdom. What translation are you using, Cynthia? Uh, it's the simplest form. It's an NLT. NLT. Can you read 14 again? I like how it worded it. Sure. When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. It just connects it right back to the Genesis when wisdom was with God. Exactly. Yeah. So God created you and I in this magnificent image. Wisdom was there. And through a series of events, man had handed over his authority to the devil. And then according to God's manifold wisdom, God sent his son, Jesus Christ. But his son could not come as just a spirit being, as God, and step onto the earth 
without a physical body and say, hey, give me back man's dominion. Let me give it to man. No, because that wasn't the legal process required. So God of all creation in his manifold wisdom will choose to have his son come through the womb of a woman. And remember, we talked about the overshadowing last week in the teaching on the overshadowing. Remember how Peter's shadow, whatever ailment came underneath the shadow of Peter received healing, received deliverance. So if I had a broken limbs or maybe if I had a missing ear, once that shadow came over me, that ear would grow back. Or maybe I had kidneys that were messed up. Once I came underneath that shadow, that kidney will resurrect. This was the power that Jesus Christ gave to his people through his sacrifice. This is the power we're called to walk in. The manifold wisdom of God was such that when the God of all the earth overshadowed Mary and the spirit of Jesus Christ came into Mary, every formation of human flesh came to life underneath the shadow of God. Just like limbs will grow underneath the shadow of Peter, a whole human physical form will come to being inside of Mary underneath the shadow of God so that Jesus Christ could be fully man, fully God, and have the legal rights to take all authority, all dominion from the devil, which we had willingly given over to him through Adam. He was now able to take it and restore us. And the Bible says that if the devil knew he wouldn't have crucified the king of glory, if he knew he wouldn't have crucified the king of glory, this is the wisdom of God, that God will send his only begotten son to take on flesh to redeem humanity, you and I, to redeem us. And now, when we begin to connect with him in the spirit, by the spirit, we will look into the intent of God and see who we are. And God has given us the mandate through Jesus to display his manifold wisdom to principalities and powers in heavenly places. Hallelujah. It's places, not place. So there's places for us in heavens that Paul walks upon. Paul is aware of how we display God's manifold wisdom in heavenly places. Are we aware? And what blows my mind is that the whole of Paul's talk on heavenly places just keeps repeating. I want to take us to Ephesians 1 from verse 18 to 23. I'm going to read it quickly. Take note of the eyes again. Remember, this man had an encounter where he lost his physical senses and recognized the power of seeing in the spirit. And he's praying for us again in Ephesians 1, 18. He's saying the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So right now, you and I are seated in heavenly places. That's a given. But are our spiritual senses alert? Are we opened up in the spirit to see who we are? Can we see ourselves walking in those heavenly places? Are we conscious of that? Even though we don't have to be physically blind like Saul was to see in the spirit, we must practice 
we must practice shutting down the physical senses and engaging our spiritual senses. You know, it's no wonder that when you sleep, your physical senses are shut and then you can see in the spirit. You have dreams. So Paul wants us to be able to see this. He wants us to bring our spiritual senses to life. He's asking that the spirit of understanding will open us up. That we can see who we are and what our assignment is in those heavenly places. If we don't see, then we will not know who we really are. We will not know what God's intent is for us. So my question to you is, how do you live in an awareness that God has an intent concerning your life? Verse 21 of Acts 9 says, all the people who heard him were amazed. They said, this is the man who was in Jerusalem trying to destroy <laughs> those who trust in the name of Jesus. He came here to arrest and bind them back. And now he's leading them to the Lord. What was meant for evil, his previous lifestyle became the very bedrock upon which people began to turn to the Lord because they saw this transformation and they wanted this transformation. They knew that if this man can change, then there is something to what he's saying. So my second question is, how do we begin to walk in this identity? How do we begin to display to principalities and powers? There's a message that has been thrown out in Christianity that makes people believe that once you come to Christ, everything becomes rosy. That is not the truth. Even when Ananias was given the message from God, God literally told Ananias that Paul was going to suffer for him. We don't like to suffer. I know that. I don't like to suffer. I just want everything to be rosy. See, we are called to triumph over all of that. When we will go through hard times and the enemy will gleefully press us down and bring condemnation to us. In the spiritual life, we no longer give him that power over us. We rise up above it. Until we see the situation change, we take authority over it. And this is the life that Paul lived. I felt like um, even with the Lord showing Ananias that he would suffer more, I believe the reason Paul was willing to suffer more, I mean, you know, he went to jail, he was bitten by a snake, he was, you know, exiled, yeah. um, is because of the first encounter he had with God. Because once you encounter God, truly encounter God, yes, and you know who he is, what he can do, what he will do, how much he loves you, yes, you can you can do anything. So true. You can do anything <laughs> through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. So, yep. Yep. Wow. Such a good message. Wow. Thank you for that. Consider your life in the physical. What would you do in the physical that everybody else, Christians, unbelievers, all of them can do? What would you do? What distinguishing thing will you do that will appeal to the people in the physical and they can also do thoughts that came to mind? Like if I have like a Lamborghini or, you know, like if I buy a very expensive car, the people of the world too can do that. 
but I'm displaying a riches that is earthly. And anybody else that has a lot of money can want to display that, right? Or I can decide that, okay, I'm just going to be buying only designer purses or designer shoes. The people of the world can do the same thing. If I want to display earthly riches, if I have a very big business and thriving, you know, if I want to display certain wisdom of the earth, I can totally display. But how do I display wisdom in the spirit? When you are going through that hardship, when you're going through that infirmity, when you are going through that challenge, you just keep walking and praying and declaring God's authority and decreeing that the kingdom of God is going to reign over that situation, that heaven is going to come to earth. You begin to decree God's purpose. You begin to look into God's intent concerning that situation. And the principalities and powers are going to be like, whoa. This is somebody who refuses to look at things in the physical. This is someone who chooses to walk in the spirit and make sure that God's intent for her life is manifest. Amen. Amen. What is it you can do that everybody else cannot do? When people face challenges, what do they do? What would you do? Even if that thing is haunting you and pressing you down, keep rising up. Keep rising up. All of heaven is standing in awe. All of those places you are walking in in the spirit, they are standing in awe. They're like, who is this being that is so relentless? What is this being seeing that keeps her pushing forward? What is this being beholding that I cannot see? And you keep going for it, going for that kingdom of God. And you bring it to manifest because as God is, so are you on the earth. They will look at that thing, that healing manifest, that deliverance manifest, that breakthrough manifest. And they will be like, whoa, the wisdom of God displayed in a man is beyond. This is who we are in the spirit, consistent. Remember, we are all walking towards that perfection. We're walking towards that perfection. And even if I fail today, I'm still going to rise up. Amen. Because Amen. God's intent. Remember with Paul, nobody knew that that man who preached the gospel to the Gentiles and to the Jews and do all this miraculous works. Nobody knew. While he was busy killing Christians, God had an intent for him. And Amen. it came to manifest. Amen. So for every one of us, no matter where we struggle, no matter where we feel we failed, I want you to know that God's intent for you will materialize. You just keep pushing. You just keep going for it. When you fail, dust yourself up, pressing again. And the principalities and powers are going to be like, there she is walking in this heavenly places, displaying God's manifold wisdom. And we are in awe. Who is this being? What has Jesus Christ done for us? What is this that Jesus Christ has given us? How are we going to choose daily to begin to walk in this? As a song we used to sing, Linda, I'm sure you remember. When you fall seven times, you fall several times, it will surely rise again. Oh, radical for Jesus. So praise be to Jesus Christ who has given us all of this authority, 
who literally right now gives us the privilege to sit in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. Praise be to Jesus Christ, who has caused us to be the ones that would display the wisdom of God. Wisdom that existed with God in the beginning is operating in our lives right now. I just want to leave you with a very practical thing. Wake up each day or even when a thought comes to you that feels depressing or sad or anything, think of what you would do in the spirit. People of the world, when they are depressed or something, they are going to lash out at someone or they are going to, and it's not saying that they are less than, it's just saying that they haven't had that encounter with Jesus that changes the way th they handle things. But when you have that encounter with God, you know, be conscious of your actions. And know that as you're fighting through that situation, as difficult as it is, you are displaying God's wisdom that an ordinary physical being would not display. They wouldn't handle that situation the way you're handling it. So think, how will you handle it in the spirit? And begin to walk towards that and know that you are displaying God's wisdom to principalities and powers, even though you are with a physical flesh on earth, you are moving in heavenly places. Amen. Act in the spirit. Don't act in the flesh. Don't. Amen. Anybody can act in the flesh. Take hold of what Jesus Christ has done for you and where you are seated right now and begin to walk in those heavenly places. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Father, we just thank you for this message. Jesus. Thank you because you will, Father, expound on it for us. Yes. It's a hard one, um, but we know that it is your mm -hmm. purpose for us. And we thank you because when Paul looks at us, he will be proud that we are taking hold of his encounter and making it our own encounter. We thank you that when Jesus looks at us, he'll be so proud and he will give us a pat on the back and say, yes, you're beginning to walk now, my daughter. You're beginning to walk now, my son. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because when principalities and powers and dominions and all of that look at us, they will stand in awe and they will say, this is the son of God. This is the daughter of God. This is the one who walks like the greatest of all, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I see a being who is in very nature, like his creator, like his father. Lord, we thank you because in all of this doing, we do it through you in Jesus' mighty name. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts, and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven,
he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.